Hey, this is Vikas Kapil. I just want to thank you for joining us here on Spotify for the Vikas Kapil podcast. Now, I just want to give you a quick heads up. This is pre-recorded from Twitch. We used to be on Twitch all the time, but now we've transferred over to Spotify. And as you can see, our new podcasts are now specifically designed for Spotify. So if you do hear some comments, you do hear a couple glitches. That is because it was from Twitch. Now, unfortunately, we also did lose a couple of our previous podcasts. So we'll be starting from episode 10 onwards. But hey. Here's to a bright-looking future, and hopefully we don't lose any more recordings, but hope you enjoy. It'll take a second for it to load up there, but we'll wait for everyone to roll in, but we did it. Boys, we finally made it. We're live. You know, after. It's, it's, it's really about the journey, right? And that was, that was a, a bit of a journey, if I do say so myself. Mm. Yeah, this the last-minute stress of trying to get everything together just makes it that much more amazing. So. Yeah. With every podcast, I always like to open up with something new. And this is something we're talking about, obviously, about McDonald's, our experiences. And for those of you who do not know, uh, to my left is Torn Kelly. Torn was previously my manager <laughs> at McDonald's before he actually trained me up when I first joined in, along with Eric DeMunk. Eric is one of the OGs. He's one of the originals at McDonald's. I think you've been there the longest for all, compared to all of us, right? Yeah, I did like a good five or six years uh, in total, so I'm quite experienced. Torn, how long was it for you? Uh, just under five. Just under five. Okay, uh, mm -hmm. about a year and a half for me, almost two years, I think, for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm I'm not as much as just a baby, just, just a baby. Not too much, but those two years, holy shit, they were actually packed. <laughs> <laughs> so. Everyone has different experiences with McDonald's. Some people have, like, the most tragic experience where they go through, like, the craziest shit. And some people go through something like this. Like, I'm reading on Reddit. It's like, I worked at McDonald's for about two years. It's a very boring job. Nothing happened except my manager freaking to give me a break and getting hit by a fucking car trying to get to work one day. <laughs> like, That's pretty significant. It's, I don't know, it varies, like, for everyone's experience that goes on. For you, Eric, like, in your five years, what was, like, that number one thing for you that you looked at you're like holy shit this is insane oh god you know I, i've got so many different examples that i can draw from but um i'll never forget the time when somebody came into the lobby like a like a seven foot gigantor and uh he was in his pajamas and he was like high on heroin or something and he locked himself in the bathroom and this was in the middle of the day at like 11 o'clock in the morning and basically Long story short, I, I had to go into the bathroom because someone in the lobby alerted me. They're like, hey, some dude needs help in the bathroom. So I go in and I see him towering over the stall and I start talking to him and he's just completely incoherent. And I told him that he has to leave and he literally started like drug raging and he grabbed the side of the bathroom stall and he yanked on it so hard that he pulled it off of the hinges and he effectively trapped himself in the bathroom stall. <laughs> and then I, I shit you not, it was like a scene out of a movie, a fucking, like an ex-cop was sitting in the lobby and he ran up to me and he's like, I'm an ex-police officer. I need you to go into the back of my pickup truck and get my tools. I'm going to talk this guy down. Also get someone to like call the authorities. Da -da -da -da. And I was like, oh, okay. So the guy gives me the keys to his pickup truck I go and I bring his toolbox and the guy's like talking to him like like a yeah. trained cop like talking him down and he's trying to like unscrew the thing from the wall and when all the cops finally came he got arrested and we got told that he was like on something but uh that was fucking crazy like just shit like that happened all the time though that happened like every day I feel like that's know? kind of like the norm 
almost with with McDonald's. Like that's uh, kind of the norm of how it goes. Like when yeah. when I worked there, there was a dude. Well, we had, we had roosters there, which for those who know what ah, roosters is, roosters, roosters was this was this fucking country ass bar that like was so raunchy. country cabaret. Please and thank you. <laughs> oh God. It was like this disgusting ass bar where everyone would go and get fucked up and they'd love to go to McDonald's after. And at one point they left the lobby open and someone was actually blacked out on the counter in the morning. I think it was like five or six in the morning when I opened it up. And I think they weren't conscious. I think they were dead. We weren't sure. But the fact that I had to go check on the body, like, hey, there's a body in lobby. They didn't say a person, a body. There's a body in lobby. And I'm like sitting there like, I think it was like my first month at the job. I was like, oh, what do I do? They're like, leave it. We got to take care of the window. I was like, what do you mean, leave it? They're like, yeah, just leave the body. It's okay. And like, people are like freaking out at me. Old people are like, you're going to let him die. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I, I mean, yeah, I, I can't help let him. Die. <laughs> the paramedics come in. They couldn't wake him up. They'd like shoot him up with something, but he was cracked out, like blacked out on that fucking counter. It's, yeah. That's like the norm at McDonald's. Is, yeah, a lot of crackheads um, wanting free coffee and stuff and dealing with, you know, that general part of the public a bag of gar- what about you a bag of gar yeah okay just to add on to that point before they'd always come in clearly with a bag of garbage that came from outside <laughs> with a receipt in it <laughs> and ask for a refund <laughs> those was, are always fun that was my fucking um, uh, all this was bad i'm like oh i'm so sorry can I, uh do you still have the food no, why would I still have the food? I'm like, oh, I can't refund you. Sir, I can, I can tell I came out of the garbage. <laughs> Anyways, God damn. Um, my, my most memorable story was my very first closing shift um, from 3 to 11. And I remember it like it was yesterday. This, it was 10.30, I want to say. And around that time is when you start like cashing out when you're leaving for your shift. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that. No one was in the lobby. Uh, the late night manager is coming in. Like Cody, the late night manager, came in. And this woman walks in holding her head, wailing. Just wailing is like, just, I thought someone was like dying. And you know what? She might have been. But what had happened is this woman walking in Pit Meadows, you know, Pit Meadows isn't like the most it's not the scariest place to walk at night, but someone hucked a rechargeable drill battery at the back of her head What from a, mo- from a moving vehicle. <laughs> That's brutal. And I, you know, and I didn't believe it at first, like, cause I thought like, what, what? She pulled the battery out of her purse handed it to me and said this is where it hit my head and i there was blood everywhere there was blood absolutely everywhere (laughs) and this was my first closing shift as a manager (laughs) (laughs) cody (laughs) help holy shit Dude, oh, that reminds me of one time. Like, you want to talk about, like, like gore and some fucked up shit. Um, at the 228th McDonald's, this was when I was also, just like you, just had become a fresh manager. And I was running the floor, and I was, like, doing my checklist, and I was having a great time. And then somebody, like, grabs me, and they're like, hey, there's there's a woman at the counter. 
she seems really confused. She thinks it's a bank. So I was like, okay, um, I go to the counter and I'm an extremely squeamish person. Like I can't do blood. I can't do gore. I can't do any fucked up shit like that. So I literally walk up to the counter and there's this 80 year old woman and literally she doesn't have a fucking eye in her eye socket. Her left eye, her left eye, I can see into the back of her fucking skull. It's like she had a glass eye, but she decided, nah, I don't need this shit. Fucking threw it away and then came to McDonald's thinking it's the bank. So I'm sitting there like talking to this woman and I'm trying not to look at it because if I look at it, I'll puke. But I'm trying to figure out like what she wants. Um, So I ended up just running into the back office and I got like one of the uh, senior female supervisors to kind of handle that for me. I just couldn't do it. But it turns out that she had like really bad uh, Alzheimer's and she thought that it was a bank and uh, a cab driver came and picked her up and apparently she does it all the time and she just forgot to put her glass eye in and apparently that's what it looks like. Holy fuck. Like it was disgusting. Holy shit. Oh dear God. Man, I think the most interesting thing I've had, one of the most interesting things was meeting Eric, actually meeting you the first time. Because I had worked with managers who were like, I worked with the hard ass crew for a little bit, and I was a fucking idiot when I started off at McDonald's. Like I was just like, it was bad. Like I didn't know shit. Yeah. And because I, well, I think Torn was the only one that trained me for like half a day, but then he got pulled in grill and drive at the same time. Uh, <laughs> so he's like, he's like, hey, buddy. Yeah, he's McDonald's, like, baby. I remember, I remember he looked at me and he's like, he's like, hey, buddy, um, I know you're new here, but I'll be right back. I need to go. And I'm sitting there in the lobby with a trash can, being like hi what i don't know what to do but then i think it was like a couple days later i meet you eric and then like everyone's all hard ass i'm like man why am i working here and then you're like you roll in the corner like you're all like just like chill like relaxing bumping music you like switch the music I'm like oh this music on and you're like yo what up i'm eric you're like i'm like oh sick what's going on man he's like yo come to the grill it's like okay cool i've never been to the grill he's like yo you want to crack an egg on the roof and he's fucking hucks it up there <laughs> cracks it and i'm like i'm sitting there i'm like Holy shit! That was oh, Eric's God. fucking party trick, man. I love that. Was that. My specialty, no, no. <laughs> dude. Seventeen-year-old me was shook. I was like sitting there. I was just like, "How? How the fuck did you?" They're like, "Yeah, man. Oh, you got people in the window. You better go." And I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit, dude! What?" Yo, I can still do that shit. Yo, Tyler Murphy taught me how to do that. Like way back. Taylor Murphy. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> See, but I was an idiot, and I tried to do that the next day. With the one in the yeah. back, so I worked a late night. I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna try what that guy did. I like throw it up there, it just cracks on the roof. And there's like a little bit of yolk on the top. And it's like dripping down. I'm like, oh fuck! <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. You have to have the finesse, man. You gotta have the finesse. Eric, walk me through it. How did you do that? Like, it was amazing. First of all, I let you down. I should have set a better example. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no going back now, Eric. Uh-uh. No, you Second kept all, you kept me there, dude. Just remember. You can always throw it, like if, if you're throwing an egg at the ceiling, if you throw it too hard, it's game over. But if you throw it too light, you can always catch it and try again. Mm. So it's just, it's finding that right power so that it just barely cracks the egg. And then you want it to, when it comes down, it'll break in your hand on the way down because it cracked on the ceiling. So it's actually, there's a very specific science to it. <laughs> I'm really loving how this is turned into how to crack an egg with Eric Monk. <laughs> with Eric Monk, just how to break it through. Yo, but Yo. honestly, fuck. Torn, what was your craziest drive through memory? Because I remember you worked a lot in drive through too. Like, you were everywhere. drive through Um, 
oh man there's <laughs> there's so much there's so much shit um okay i don't know if this is my craziest memory but this is the one that's coming to my head right now basically drive through before Pimentos McDonald's had like their pull through, like you, you just drive through and you go to your, your spot, right? There's like spot one, two, three, and four. We used to have, we used to pull them over right beside the drive through window. Uh, and if people start getting impatient, they would just roll their window down and they'd scream at us from the pullover spot. And <laughs> yeah. I was working, I was like, I was handing food out of the window and this guy's like, why the fuck do these people keep getting their food before me? <laughs> and I'm like, holy, like, oh, uh, I'm like, ah, uh, well, <laughs> sorry. Christ. The, the reason I remember this so much is because this guy ordered like 15 ice cream cones or something stupid through the drive-thru. So he ordered, he ordered 15 ice cream cones and everyone watching. Yes. The ice cream machine was working that day. He ordered all these nice. ice cream cones he was pissed off that we couldn't hand 15 ice cream cones out through the drive-thru window. Ooh. Um, so we pulled him over and he comes, he gets out of his car, right? Yeah. He goes, and this is in the middle of the day. This is like one o'clock, two o'clock. So gets into day. the drive-thru, gets into the drive-thru, stands in front of the drive-thru in front of a car that's coming up. And I'm like, sir, you're going to have to like, can you, can you get out of the drive-thru lane? We don't want you to get hit. And he's like, I'm not moving until you give me my fucking ice cream cones. And I'm like, sir, feel free to come in. We'll hand them. We'll, we'll do them all one at a time for you. He's like, no, I want all 15 of these ice cream cones through this fucking window or I want my money back right now. And I can't remember who the manager was at the time. They had already gone before he said that and refunded him for 15 ice cream cones. Aww. And the minute he said that, handed them the money at the window. He said, here you go. You don't need to wait anymore. That guy stormed inside. Almost jumped over the fucking front counter. Pissed off he couldn't get his ice cream after throwing a hissy fit. So we had to appease this man, and we gave him 15 free ice cream cones. Sorry, what? why? 30. You make a scene, dude, if you make a scene enough and you're not willing to calm down... I, I think Eric I think Eric can attest to this. You'll do Yo. anything to get those people outside of that McDonald's. Straight up, if somebody was like up in my grills giving me a bad time, I would just promo their shit and be like, hey, get the fuck out of my face. Didn't like, someone my money? Didn't someone get punched in the face? Forgot someone somebody got punched in the face. It was one of the oh. managers. Was it Nathaniel? No, no, I think oh. wasn't it Matt. Uh, oh yes. Oh my god. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because this was before you were there. Okay. Um so there is Two people, I won't name names, but there was two people that this guy Nathaniel, Nathaniel, if you're watching, hello. Um, <laughs> one of them he called Swamp Man, <laughs> and the other one, <laughs> no, it wasn't Nathaniel. Who no, was it? It was, it was Brayden. I think we're thinking of a different story here. Brayden, we used to, you know, jokingly in the grill, you, you know, you'd fucking slap each other's asses and stuff like that right you know yeah it's a team sport in the grill but so always Brayden, we always washed our hands in between the absolutely <laughs> the grill was always so sanitary <laughs> we were in gloves man constantly um so Braden slapped this guy in the ass and he what like this guy this guy didn't have i think there might have been something like 
you know, wrong with like wrong with him. So I don't think he kind of understood what was happening that and he only got a slap in the ass, turned around and he just fucked, he just fucked as hard as he could. Just sh- like grabbed both of Brayden's shoulders and fucking threw him across the grill in the middle of like a, a run. <laughs> and Brayden almost like hit the grill, right? There wasn't a lot of space back there. He just threw him. I couldn't believe it. Man. Oh my god! Yeah, I just threw him. Dude, that's, Yo, that's I, a beautiful part. I have a question for both of you. Um, mm-hmm. I genuinely want to know, like, what is the grimiest shit that you ever did as a worker at McDonald's? Like, some grime, like some shit that you just didn't tell anyone because you knew that it was fucked up. <laughs> okay, before anyone, before anyone thinks, I've never put any bodily fluids into any food I've served. Yep. Never, me neither. never done that. Never would. Never, never anything yep. like that. Yep. Not on purpose. The gr- <laughs> there might have been some sweat in there, man. But that's just because you want your junior chicken in thirty seconds. Um, the grimiest thing I ever did. Meanwhile, hey, what's up, chat? Good to see you, Jack. I'm never eating McDonald's yet. Don't eat McDonald's. It's never good. What's up, Rocky? Yo, what's up, Rocky fan? Yo, I'm trying to Yo, think. Where's, where's the chat, man? I want to see the chat. Open it up it's, in uh... Twitch. Oh, just open Twitch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Open up Twitch and it it's it, um <clears throat> it pulls up on its own. I think because we started late too, there was like a fat fucking delay too. So people were like, what the hell's going on? Hey. Oh, Torn and I go just... way back. Do you know Herman Greywall? Wow. Because Herman? Oh, yeah. oh I know Herman. Yeah, yeah, he's in the chat. Hey Herman. Um, okay, I'm trying to think. Because I was gonna ask you Grimiest. that question, Eric. Something something crazy, because I was like, you have the most you probably have something off the back of your like mind right now. Um, yeah, I, I, so um, there's two examples that stand out. One was my first week. Um, I was in charge of the muffin tray and it holds like 60 muffins. And it was like, I was, I was transferring the tray to the front counter or whatever. And I was holding like the huge tray with like 50 muffins. And I just straight up dropped it on the ground, like in the grill. And I looked over and nobody saw me except for the prep person. So the person who was making the salads and she was just like, so I just put them all back on and I just fucking served them up. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I know the grimiest thing I ever did. Okay. okay. Angus. Okay. So one, <laughs> a, a third of a pound patty Angus. We never kept a lot of those in, in the cabinet, right? Oh, never going. kept a lot of those in the cabinet. So yeah, I'm ashamed, but. Someone ordered an Angus, and this someone ordered an Angus at like ten o'clock at night. They ordered an Angus. We we had just we had just threw the Angus away, and this guy was getting pissed off and angry that it was taking so long. So the food we throw away doesn't go into the regular garbage. The food we go away goes into the food. A little food waste garbage so we can count it to see how much food we wasted. Oh, you took it out oh the food my waste. God. <laughs> That's fucked up, dude. That's worse than what I did. Holy shit. It's the f- it was just it was just thrown out. So for, I would have ri- I would have wrote you up. For for context, if there's that was on my shit. For, for context, like imagine there's like a big long ass table where we put all the food and everything underneath this table. <laughs> anything that's wasted, we just huck in there. Like I'm talking buns, no. muffins, meats, no. like everything just gets fucking thrown in there because we count it after. 
It's gross. So, so that thing was sitting in there for God knows how long. Not that long. It wasn't that long. Dude, dude Angus is is not front of often. Oh, no, okay. The Angus was the Angus wasn't great, but the yeah. Angus that wasn't great wasn't sitting in the the bin for very long. How long was it, was it sitting in that bin? Because there's so much shit. That was, goes we in just there. wasted it, man. It was on the top. I wouldn't have <laughs> dug in if it was on the bottom. It was on the top. The guy was mad. He wanted his food now. You know what, man? Here you go. Here's your food. You get pissy with me, take your food as fast as you want it. I think I think the one <laughs> the one grabbing hates did, me now. Matt, you know? It's okay. He's disappointed. We're we're past those days now. I think it was either eating That was cookie. early days, man. I wasn't doing that as a manager, you know. Oh no, no. Hopefully. No. I think I think Jack's pissed. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, this is why you don't eat McDonald's. I think the worst one was me. I would go into Brower when the Brower shift would go on, and I'd be like, Ah, uh, Brower. Oh, I'm part of Brower, and I never was because, like, dude, I'm so small. Why would I work on Brower? And so I would literally just go eat the frozen cookies. I'd just eat those, or oh, dude, classic move. Or <laughs> anytime someone would give me a ton of sass and drive through, would be really annoying. Like, I want my coffees right now, and you're like working ten jobs at once when you're working at drive through. Like you're doing a million things at once. I would always go to the iced coffee and then I would pour their coffee there and I'd pour like half hot water just so they think it's like hot. And this lady was Classic. like, she's like, yeah, I want like my coffee to be not too strong. And I was like, oh, okay. And she was being like really bitchy. <laughs> I go there. And for those of you who don't know, the iced coffee coffee is like really, really strong. So it's like double filtered, double bags. Yeah. Like it is strong as hell. Yeah. So I just went over there, loaded that up. And then I just poured in hot water to mix it. And then I made her coffee, and then she's like, mm, this is really good. Like, I don't know if she's alive or not, but, like, that was probably the grimiest thing I did was give her, like, an overly strong coffee because I just couldn't wait and wow. she couldn't wait. That's weak, bro. That's weak. What That's the fuck? Shit. Are you kidding me? No, no, That's I'm, fucking I'm, weak. Hold up. There's going to be you more You worked her for two years. Oh I, get, oh, I gave her a, I gave her a weak coffee. I was, hey, I was a goody two-shoes when I worked there. Except, except, for, this, always, except for always, like, promoing my food or using, like, a certain manager code. Literally stealing food. Every other coffee that I made, my fucking bright orange manager tie would ever so slightly dip, <laughs> dip into the coffee because I have to reach to go get some sugar. So like oh, literally absolutely. every other coffee had like and I had a little absolutely. brown spot on my tie from like, <laughs> Yeah, I can attest to that. That's not our <laughs> fault, dude. They didn't give us tie clips, man. No our oh ties. God. We're so dipping fun. in everything. I think one of the craziest ones too was when I first, for some reason, all my experiences of being trained was with Torin, and <laughs> for some reason the schedule, whoever did the scheduling, like sucked ass because they left. Someone called, two people called in sick, and it was just me and Torin in the whole store, and it was during lunch hour rush on a Wednesday, which is pretty True. fucking packed. And so I, this is probably my fourth week in the job. I haven't done much. I'm still new. I'm working the front counter. And there's nobody in grill. So Torin's running back and forth. And he looks at me. He's like, hey, you ready for a promotion? I was like, what? Yeah, me. Dumbass me. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. He's like, all right, buddy. You're a drive through Click this button to cog got and him. this button to get orders. And I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, 17-year-old me is fucking stunned. I'm like taking orders through the drive through <laughs> And then to top it off, like Torin's already stacked up. Like it's, it's brutal. But for some reason, people were patient that day. Except for this one lady I pissed off. I was like, yeah, is it all, sir? And then she's like, excuse me? And then, like, Torn like, looks up because he has a headset on. He's like, 
And I'm like, oh, sorry about that, sir, again. And then she's like, what? <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, you speak to your manager. And then she's like pissed off. And she comes to the window. Oh, she's like, man. your manager. Now, Torn comes up. He's like, I'm so sorry. He's new. Hi. We're, we're, we're going to go write him up or something. We'll take care of that. Oh, and then he's, that. No, 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 no. But then you look, you looked over at me. You're just like, go back. I'm like, okay, sick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. She's gone. No one knows. No one no one cares now. We get back to it, which I love because no, no one ever got written up ever for anything. Unless oh. you, unless you were hated. You had to you had to do a lot for me to even think about like writing you up. Mm -hmm. I never you had to do a lot. Else. I feel like McDonald's is like high school light though. It's like high school like extended. Oh, it is yeah. for sure. Yeah, high school for sure, because all the uh, sexual tension between the 17-year-olds. <laughs> It's bad. It's like, it's like certain managers would get really creepy and I'd sit there and be like, yo, I knew like managers that were smashing on the crew couch, fucking <clears throat> uh, like managers dating each other and then just running off and eloping like straight up. There were so many love triangles in McDonald's. It was fucking crazy. Like it was wild. Ever tell you about the people, the two people on um, that they fucked in the freezer on in the, the freezer night. yeah Wait, dude what? that was no. that was at my old store i did hear both this fill me in yeah there you go yo okay that was at the 228th mcdonald's like uh right i think before i started working there um and obviously there's cameras in all the fucking coolers and freezers <laughs> so i never i never actually met the people who did it but um i heard all about it and it definitely happened i can confirm that from multiple think, sources wasn't it in the manager's office too at one point and they got like the stained window so you couldn't see through it but you could see the silhouette that's probably why i heard i those. heard about that one too but then after that they started putting in clear ones because apparently two managers like decided to fuck in the office and the way it gave it away was one of the crew came in ask a question and they opened the door and there they are in the fucking chair classic like, going at it i'm just like oh my god like no <laughs> I can remember a, a few managers specifically, um, Omid and uh, Johan. Name drop it. <laughs> um, they, so two managers, they, they were my managers when I was a manager. I was like, brand, yeah, I wasn't brand new. I, I, lo I loved Omid and Johan. They're fun to work with. Um, they, brought me and it was when I turned 19. So my first first time at Roosters across the way was with Omid and Johan. It was like the whole, everyone was going there. Those two guys bought me so many shots that the bouncer almost kicked them out, me out, because they kept feeding me shots after the bartender said, you feed them shots, he's getting kicked out. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And they're like, you're going to get kicked out too. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we'll, hold, we'll hold the shots off then. They're like, they bring me to the booth. They bring me over to the booth. And they're like, here's some shots, Torn. <laughs> Be quiet about it. Oh, my God. I was just, I was just like in, the, in one of the booths at Rooster just like, <laughs> Yeah, that'll, that'll yeah. do it, man. And the batch is coming it. around. They're like ready to kick you out. Like, all right, girl, like, see you later. Oh, yeah. And I'd never been in so many limos in my life before they started working at McDonald's. The manager yeah. outings for McDonald's, man, the man, like oh, McDonald's managers. God. I was making maybe like $13, $50, $14 an hour. 
these guys were taking us downtown in fucking limousines. They had yeah. they had Ciroc in there. They were handing bottles of Ciroc around in the limo. Playing that new Kendrick. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was tight. It was a good time. Being a manager there was a great time. You know, it, and when they laughed, like Omid or Johan left as the store manager and then Omid took over and it was still good. Um, another manager came and blew up. It wasn't as fun. Mm-hmm. It was still good. Wasn't as fun. Why'd they leave? Omid went to a, a bigger store or something. Yeah. Or I, sorry, I, Johan went to a bigger okay, store. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I no, came in when but, shit was getting changed and I'd hear about the glory yeah. days. I think Jessica, I think. I think Jessica was the manager when you came, or the store manager when you came in. Yeah. When I came to McDonald's, I actually applied as a joke, and I accidentally got hired on the spot. I didn't understand why. It was really bad. I was like, "Oh, I want to go to Sport Check. I want to work there." And like, I had a job lined up there too. Like, my friends like, yeah, "I'll get you in. Just come apply." And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna stop by for a junior chicken and grab one, and then I'll just apply here for fun because you know it's fuck it, why not?" I go in, and as I'm giving my application, there's Jaron Louie in the grill looking at me. He's like. I'm like, oh, hey, oh, Jaren. hey, Jaren, what's up? Because, like, our families know each other really well because our sisters are really good friends. Yeah. And <laughs> so I had my application to Melissa Kniblo. I'm like, hey, here you go. And then she's like, oh, do you have a pen? I was like, yeah, in my pocket. She's like, oh, what the hell? And then she's like, wait, you're Leslie's little brother, right? I'm like, yeah, are you Melissa? She's like, yeah, okay, hang on one sec. Goes back, gets the other Melissa. She comes, sits me down. She's like, yeah, I've already heard about you. Do you want to work now? I'm like what and i was like i like hesitated and i was like uh yeah sure she's like when can you start i'm like next week she's like okay cool your, your training is this day i'm like the fuck and then there it goes two years wow just accidentally Nikas. came in Joke what if i you. told you well, yeah fuck dude got you bitch um what if i told you i applied at mcdonald's and i told myself and i told everyone i knew i'm gonna work at mcdonald's for six months because it looks good on a resume to work there for six months. And I told everyone, I got this job. I'm working with my friends, this stupid job, you know, whatever. Fuck, it's McDonald's. Five years later. Five years later, and not to get sentimental, man. Five years later, I left and I cried. I was going to ask, like... I cried, man. Your departure was emotional for everybody. I loved loved working at McDonald's. Because you you were, like, a solid foundation. Man, you were McDonald's. McDonald's. You You were, like, like, the best part. I think that's why a lot of people stayed was because of you. I mean, you were part of the reason why I stayed longer. But then you gave me that advice. (laughs) You're like, dude, I said... I think you told me a year or something. You're like, I'm only going to stay for, like, a year. I'm like, oh, really? Mm. And then you're like it's been five years don't make that mistake and i'm like it's been five years and you know and you know what i feel like i could have worked at mcdonald's less like less and i could have been doing this or could have been doing that but you know that's neither here nor there i i think that people that work at mcdonald's just in general become more well-rounded from the experience because you have to take shit from everywhere you got to learn a bunch of like i don't think i'd be able to do a lot of the shit i do now like for the work I do, if I didn't work at McDonald's. Me too. It applies It applies to like every facet of life. I think the biggest thing I took away from it is um, receiving constructive criticism and learning how to take that and, and use it in like a constructive way because uh, it's hard being told you suck over and over and over. But when you hear it so many times, it like conditions you to be like, okay, well, what do I have to do not to suck? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I 
apply it to my job now. It's gotten me like really far pretty much everywhere I go. I don't, I don't re mm -hmm. regret any time that I spent at McDonald's. It was, uh, it's really great. It is a good point. I mean, like every, every McDonald's worker that leaves, like every good one, I should say, cause there are some bad ones too, is that <laughs> <laughs> you, they become like strong workers wherever they go. Like they're always the hardest working ones, the best trained. Like as much as we can knock McDonald's, like yeah. the training there is immense. Like it's incredible. You become like some superhuman being. And that's why like I got scouted by Chrysler when I worked there. That's how I got my job at Chrysler was because of McDonald's. Yeah, yeah that's how I got my job at uh, BC Hydro is through McDonald's, the connected McDonald's. So yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Like... Eric, dude. So five years, almost six I got to ask, how'd you get into it? Like, why'd you get into McDonald's? Why did um, you stay I was, that long? Legit, I was just applying everywhere, just like you. Like, fresh out of high school, wasn't going to post-secondary. I was like, okay, I'm going to buckle down and I'm going to get a job. <clears throat> got into McDonald's and I fucking killed it. Like, I I'd never had a job before, so I wanted to, like, prove to everyone that I can do this. And I was considered, like, the golden boy because I went from freshly hired to a manager within six months of being hired like I was like running shifts like I told everyone that I wanted McDonald's to be my life you know what I mean like I, I literally put everything I had into it um so like yeah once I got in it just kind of like consumed me and, and I never really knew anything else so I never really I never really wanted to go anywhere else because it's all I knew and then you develop relationships with with the workers and you become like a family with them you know and it's like it's so hard to leave or to look at something else when you're so close to your co-workers and you've just been through like the worst shit together i agree like you get really connected you feel like you're part of something you're climbing you're growing but like what was that big moment that made you say like it's time to switch um i i it was a. Uh, it was at my old store. I don't know if you guys know, but I, I quit my old store and then I got rehired at Pitt Meadows a year later. But um, we had a manager come in as the first, first assistant. So she was like running the store and she was just super fucking abusive towards me and a lot of people. And uh, I could handle like, feed, like feedback, but she was like spraying me with the hose and like swearing at me in front of customers and like dumping dirty shifts on me. And it just got to me. And I was just like, no, nah, like, I'm sorry, I'm out. Like, I, I just can't. So I quit. And then I took some time off. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to the furthest McDonald's on the other side of town from her. And I'm going to apply there. And I'm going to try this again, because like, I really liked it. Got in within six months. Guess who fucking came back? Guess who was put in charge of the fucking Pit Meadows McDonald's? That person. Boom. Wait, it was that like, person was Oh, that yeah. person. The yeah. person who made me quit for like basically pushed me to quit. And it was like life giving me this weird opportunity to be like, you didn't, you fucked up this lesson the first time. Here's a second chance to, to work through this and to try and get past it. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was fucking, it was weird, you know, like it's so weird. That is insane. I remember when I got my first raise, it was five cents. When I went there, it was so bad. <laughs> what a seg what a segue. It was, it was, no, it was because it was that person. Like they're like, yeah. yeah, you've been doing really good. You know, like you've been stepping up. People have been really loving what you've been doing. Cause I went like it was the same thing with you, like like you, Eric. Like I just wanted to go like hard. Like I wanted to kill it. I was like seventeen, yeah. I was still in high school and I was like, Yeah, I wanna kill this. Like, I wanna do the best. 
And I had this one manager that would always crap on me, but he always seemed like he was in a bad mood. And he, I think he still is, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like he'd always I'll, crap I'll on start, me. I'll start naming names. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, he, no, he told me after though, he's like, he's like, yeah, dude, when he first came on, I absolutely hated you. And we're, all, we're at Playland for a crew outing. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know what? Now you're okay. I was like, oh, okay. Like, thank you, I guess. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But I, would I go didn't in. like that manager too much either. Nobody did. I was a fan. <laughs> I like how we all know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I walked in that manager that treated you horribly was like, you know what? We're going to give you a raise and step you up to like a new, uh, what was it? It was like the team leader, whatever the fuck it was. She's like, yeah, but we can only give you a five cent raise. And I was just like, is this legal? Like, what? She's like, yeah, that's the most we have in our budget right now. So that's how you're going to have to go. And I was just like, okay, I guess. <laughs> That's how they did it, man. It's so brutal. Dude, I got I got slammed. Torn, I noticed that you never like you were like so good at not getting into the politics though. Like you stayed clear of it. Like you always had your hands. Oh clean. boy. Oh boy. <laughs> <clears throat> well, just to go back to love triangles, dude. Let me tell you, best decision I ever made. And don't get me wrong, I it's not like I didn't try to get with some people. It just never happened. But that I didn't get with people and start getting into that, it was the easiest decision I had ever made. You just you just sit back and you're just wild. You just, you know, hang out, you run your shift, you're loving it. And these two people are fighting and they're talking to you. And while wow, they left me a shitty clothes and fuck this person that was on late night. And man, they're like, their cash was out this and this and that, and this and that. And it's like, oh shit, dude. Well, see you later. I hope I left you a good shift. Yeah, no, it's, there was so much stuff happening between like every person. It was just yeah. the best decision to not get into it. Yeah, I stayed out of it too, mostly. Yeah. I wish yeah. I could say the same. Um... <laughs> Vegas, Vegas jumped head, head, head first into that pool, didn't you there, bud? Yeah. We both got trained at the same time. <laughs> we? <laughs> Like like uh, trained or, or trained? No, like like I like trained? part of the joke was I applied okay. there too while that person applied as well. And that uh, person okay. got put on hold, like, oh we'll look at you later. And then I got hired right away, so she was pissed. Mm. She's like, Oh, why'd you get hired? I'm like, I don't know, like I didn't want to, and then like one thing led to another and then I became the center of it and it got really fucking yeah anyways <laughs> that that could go on but that was i just feel like it was so easy i came in i came into mcdonald's as this little round round boy with four of my good guy friends playing like, at mcdonald's i with a cute round face get stuck in front counter and all my friends are in the in the grill so i and slowly you know like eric said I wasn't the golden boy. It took me more than six months to get promoted to manager. It took me about a year to get promoted to manager. And it just, it was just like, all right, all my friends are kind of leaving and now I'm a manager. So none of this matters to me. And then you like, and then another whole like swath of people come in. And then that's when like the day you guys start training together is the day like shit's shit's happening this is it yeah you either decide now whether or not you want to be in that or whether you're just gonna like you gotta dip out on that yeah you gotta leave then 
That's a good opportunity. But it was, a, it was a good out. group. It was a fun group. Eric, for you though, <laughs> what was like the craziest customer interaction you've had though? Customer interaction? Um, uh, I think uh, we only got a few minutes. I really wanted to get into a uh, to mystery shop for a bit because that was like the best part of working Dude, at McDonald's for me. Yeah. Yo, mystery shop. Basically, there would be like a a mystery shopper who would come in and he would order the same thing, like a Big Mac meal, and then he would rate the experience, and then however that was rated, that was like your store's score for the month. And if you got a certain score, you would bonus every quarter. And if you had a good year, you would have a yearly bonus and everyone would get a bonus. So I was obsessed with Mystery Shop. Like it was to the point where I was stalking guests who were coming into the lobby and I was literally taking their, their photos. Like I had a folder of all of the yeah. customer's photos who had ordered single value meals and I would follow them to their car and get their license plate number. It got to the point, well, stay with me, stay with me because I'd be able to figure out who it was because we'd get the, re the report. It would say, hey, he came in yesterday. He ordered this at this time. And I'd look at my phone and I have the picture from that time. And I'd be like, ah, here he is. So it got to the point where I had a picture of every local mystery shopper in my phone. I knew what they all looked like. So as soon as they came in, I would just be like, Everyone else doesn't matter. Serve this guy now. You to the front of the line. Like I was legit. Like, and it got to the point where six months in a row, I had zero percent CSOs for our store. So on my shift, six months in a row, I got the fucking perfect score. So that translates into my favorite manager outing. Um, oh yeah. We went to celebrate, right? And it was uh, it was Omid, who was like my homie from like my old store. Like we got along really, he was a good friend of mine. And I swear to God, I can't make this up. We took a fucking limo to the Cactus Club, all on the company credit card. We all just got fucking shit-faced at Cactus Club, like ordering crazy drinks. I bought a like $70 steak, like crazy yeah. stuff. He had me taking muff divers out of everyone's fucking crotch Classic. and then after and then afterwards he took us to a fucking strip club made me sit at the front and just started throwing cash so that the dancers <laughs> would come and like do like sexy dances i shit you not we went to a strip club yeah. you really missed out because let me tell you i came with the wrong time man <laughs> you it sure the, did it was the caddy shack so it wasn't that nice okay, it but... wasn't that great I too much there if it's the caddy shack bro <laughs> I didn't miss but much. it wasn't like it wasn't like Wednesday afternoon Caddyshack. It was yeah, like yeah. Thursday night Caddyshack. Dude, yeah. oh my god! So like, crazy shit. That was the manager outing or crew outing? That was the manager outing. crew outing. Crew outings are laser tag and pizza. Manager outings are fucking Cactus Club steaks and strippers. Holy yeah, shit. some titties. <laughs> oh my god! It's so fucking dope. Yeah, dude, that. That sounds like it's the life right there. For crew outings, it was like it was pretty lame, except for the one time when we all raced back to Boston Pizza for mission. Hell yeah! I'm not sure if you were you remember that time, right? We were so yeah. we were. I don't think you were Castle there. Fun Park. Uh, we were at Castle one, Fun Park. Yeah, I think I heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. So we all started like I remember it was like Taylor Taylor Mauer was there too. I was like I was racing her car, and then everyone decided to race. So there's like six cars full of like teenagers just racing down Mission. Like we were like going like 120, 130, like flooring it in our Honda Civics because that's all we could afford at the time. And we floored it all the way. I think we made like record time back to Boston Pizza. It was like 15 minutes from like Mission to fucking Pit Meadows. We're just like, oh, we're back home all of a sudden, like right away. 
And there was this stupid truck that, like, this dude, like, would not get off our tail. Like, he was so upset that we were racing. So he'd always, like, weave oh, in between wow. us, like, nonstop, like, trying to knock us over. Just, like, trying to, like, get in front of us. And we pulled over to Boston Pizza. We get there ahead of everyone. And I think by the time we were, like, finished halfway through, like, the, the higher-up managers came. Because, like, oh, how'd she get here so quick? We're like, hey, I don't know. It's We weren't racing at all. We just kind of showed up. I was put, I was puttering along in my Toyota Echo, man. Just try to... <laughs> racing for this guy. It's fucking bullying. So Eric, you have to leave at seven sharp. Yeah, I gotta head out. I got a class at seven. So, <sighs> hey man, yeah. thanks for thanks for coming on. That was it's a lot of fun yeah. having you here with us. Thanks for having me. It was it was cool to kind of relive the glory days and uh, see you guys again. Brought back a lot of good memories for me. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Hey, yeah. we'll catch you later, buddy. All right, guys. I hope you uh, have, have a good podcast, fam. Peace. We will. Yeah. See you later. It's going to be an awesome day today, guys. <laughs> and that was Eric DeMonk, man. Eric was always a blast to work with. Dude, Like, what was like for you in Grill? Because you were always in Grill all the time. For you, what was like the most m- memorable moment for you in Grill? In Grill? <clears throat> um, I I gotta say, started doing this thing called Create Your Taste. So there's this big push to make McDonald's this like five guys competitor, right? So you'd go in, there'd be the kiosk, and you'd select from like four different buns and 12 different sauces and all these different toppings. And there'd be one guy, there'd be one person that was just on Create Your Taste. And near the end of my McDonald's career, somehow I slid into the position of Create Your Taste and I would sit in the grill for I, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating for like a seven and a half hour shift. I think I'd make three burgers and I just sit there and I clean my grill and I'd look at my sauces and I'd be like, what's up guys. And I'd play my music. Cause I always brought my speaker in a giant fondest memory, speaker. fondest memory. That's speaker, man. I, love I think that. everyone thought it was part of the store. That's how much you left it there for all of us. Oh yeah. I just left it in the store. I'd, I'd come in and be covered in grease and it'd be so pissed off, man. I'd be, I'd always be mad. I'm like, Hey guys. Hey, this is my speaker. I bring it in so you guys can listen to music. Meanwhile, everyone in grills is like coming by. We're just like, like sliding our hands. Over. We're, like, we're like, oh yeah, this this is nothing. This is easy. Yeah. So like, yeah. shut that phone up, dude. I I found that really interesting too. <laughs> I think one of the funniest points was late nights were always a lot of fun because you didn't work many of them, did you? Dude, I was a late night manager for like four months. Oh shit. Okay, so you do have the experience. I think. Yeah. I worked, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I worked late night a couple times. Once it was me, Robbie Wood, and Candace, which is that's quite the fucking trio. So, <laughs> fucking team, dude. It was uh, a <laughs> Robbie. It was it was nutty. So Robbie was in the grill for the first time, and he's never worked grill, so he did a late night by himself for the first time. And we had this manager. Um, I already said the name, but I'm just gonna pretend I didn't say it. Who, who, who are you talking about? Exactly. Who didn't really do much? Like she would always kind of just go out and smoke or chill in the fucking manager's lounge or whatever and disappear mm-hmm. so it's pretty much me and robbie working the whole time and all of a sudden roosters closes oh great now we're gonna get the fucking flood so drive through gets packed thank god lobby's closed i'm working drive through like crazy robbie doesn't know how to make half the stuff so i'm running back and forth candace is god knows where 
And all of a sudden, we're, like, queued up. Like, the screen is full, and then you can see, like, the plus two sign. So there's, like, even more lined up. So yeah, you're pen- we're pending in grill! <laughs> that was my favorite fucking thing of all time. We're, like, we're pending. And he's like, he's, like, I'm trying. I'm trying it. I'm not paying attention to Robbie. Two seconds later, he, like, breaks down. And, like, I had that stupid GTA Five Mexican music playing. It's like, do, 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 do. And then yeah. that's playing. <laughs> and then in the meantime, Robbie's breaking down mentally. I'm not paying attention because I'm just like fucking bagging shit. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, here you go. Bye. All of a sudden, he turns around. He's like, I can't take this. And like, there's like this metal where the, where the meat cooler is, right? <laughs> right there. He's like, he's like, fuck. It just starts clocking the, the wall. Like, full, full breakdown. Just starts clocking the wall. I'm like, looking back, I'm like, Holy shit, dude, I'm like, calm down, calm down. He's like, fuck this, fuck this, I quit, fuck this. There's punching, like, wailing at this thing. And then Candace comes out, she's like, what's going on? I'm like, where have you been? She's like, I'm doing inventory. We're like, dude, we're fucking pending. So she comes out, and she actually made things worse, because she was actually one of the slowest people on grill that I've ever seen. Like, I'm pretty sure she ate the food while she made it at the same time. You couldn't tell the difference. So well, she's... Just, just to jump in quickly, I I think that Candace, no matter no matter what was like, if front counter was the problem, if drive through was the problem, if cash was the problem, if you know, if we needed, to, if literally the only thing we needed was like, can you put bagels in the oven or can you like put junior chicken down? She'd be like, okay, I'm finishing. You go there and do that, and it's like. Candace, she was the master just put delegator. the junior chicken down. She was the master delegator. Yeah. And she wouldn't she, do anything but finish. And so she would, she would run back, do that, and then she'd be like, <laughs> trying to imitate her voice. Hey, want to go for a smoke? And I'm like, I'm 17 years old. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm gonna pass on that. She's like, ah, oh, yes. it's okay. You're kind of cute. I'm like, I'm 17. No. Either way, though, Robbie recovered, and then we, we break through, and he's, like, crying after, and Candace is like, hey, it's okay, I'll be right back, Vikas, take care of him, I'm like, oh Vikas my god. Vikas, like, take care of him! I'm, like, sitting there, I'm like, how? Like, how do I take care of this kid? Like, he's my best what friend, I, but god damn. What do I do? Yeah, so that was, that was my memory of late night, like, it was just tragic. I never worked another one after that, I was just done. I was like, fuck this, I'm out. Oh, yeah, dude, late night, late night has... Lena has the easiest stories to tell. Mm. They have, I've had so many late nights. I've had people on like, we weren't allowed to serve food through the drive-thru window unless you're in a vehicle. Cause you weren't allowed to be in the drive-thru unless you're in a vehicle. So this guy kept coming up to the window and it was with this really, really nice, like super nice girl that was working in the drive-thru window. And she, she wouldn't hurt a fly. She, and I told him, I'm like, Hey guys, don't, you know, just don't give anything out. If we're going to give anything out the window, like let me be the person that does that. Cause I'd rather get in shit than you guys get in shit. So she didn't listen. This guy came up and asked for a large water through the drive through. He's like, Oh, like I'm like super drunk. I just came from roosters. It was like three o'clock. Uh, can I just have a water? I'm trying to sober up. Gives him, gives her the water. Turns around. The guy hucks the water at the back of her head is, is so hard that she fell over. Holy shit. I, 
and he ran like he ran obviously he ran so i had to call the cops and all this stuff because she just got assaulted yeah drive through window but she never handed anything out like that again um just one more before i i could you need to stop me by the way because i can keep talking about stories at all um another late night story i was working manager no i wasn't the manager on this late night story because i was in the drive-thru this woman comes up not in her vehicle again says hey can i order some food this woman i want to say she's probably at least in her early 40s she was with like an older guy and one of her friends i think they just came from roosters she's like can i order th- can i order food and i said no sorry we're not allowed to order you're not allowed to order food unless you're in the vehicle and this is when i'm like hardcore like these are the rules yeah yeah my manager's over there these are the rules i gotta follow these she said you can have my number if you give me two cheeseburgers and i said sorry i can't serve food through the window she's like you don't know what i would do to you if i had your number and i'm like The guy's standing right here. Like yeah. he's standing here. She's clearly with this guy, right? Yeah. You don't know what I'd do to you if you had my number. And I said, No, I don't. I don't know what you'd do to me. I can't serve you through the drive-thru though. <laughs> and she's like, She's like, You're fat and ugly anyways. <laughs> she no. Holy so, shit. And I'll, and I'll, and I'm like, and I'm like I guess. I guess. I, you can't say it. It's like okay. You can't just accept it and you move on. I mean, it's, it's fucking. Sorry, McDonald's. Yeah, you can't can't do anything about I it. Already, I don't get I don't get paid enough to get offended. You're already dead enough, anyways. Like it's everyone who works at McDonald's has such thick skin. Afterwards, like you got it, man. You, like it can't you get to you. That's why when you go play you League of Legends, to. it's like <laughs> you're like, oh, I I told I tolerated this for years in in real life, like. <laughs> This is nothing. Nah, dude. Salt, dude. I, I was pouring salt on fries 24 hours a day. Man. I don't know. What's a little more salt in my life? Dude, eight-hour shifts on fries were the worst, though. Like, I'd sit there Ooh! and my face would be, like, red after. I'd be like, Ugh. Like, this is bad. How many, how many pit days did you work? Did you work both pit days? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. worked both. One... How did you like pit day, Lucas? <sighs> it was okay. It wasn't too bad. Yeah? I think... Just okay? It was pretty easy because, like, I... I got favorited a lot. Like I was, I got I got a lot of lucky breaks with managers. Like I was, I got everything way too fucking easy. smooth talker. Dude. Yeah, I pretty much. I would just smooth talk my way to everything. It would just be like, oh, you're on the smoothie station or something. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Smoothies. Oh my god. Oh, you're, you're I putting lo- <laughs> you're putting in the bagels. I'm like, oh, okay. I loved pit day shifts. You're sweeping and grill for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> I was, you know, I, I made this really weird transition when I first started McDonald's. I said this already. I was just like entirely front counter, mm-hmm. front counter, front counter, front counter. Even when I got promoted to manager and I was like training people, mm-hmm. I didn't have any grill training at all. So like no one taught me anything. I just had to, you just have to learn. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So near the end of my McDonald's career, I just kind of fell into the grill and the very last pit day i was the the manager the grill manager on pit day 
And I stood in the back of that grill for eight hours, an eight hour shift. And I literally probably danced to Venga Boys at least 20 times. I was the DJ, man. We need the morale. That's we need right. the good tunes. That was like the un that was like the paid unofficial job too, is someone was always DJing. Cause I remember when I worked there, you I never saw you at the front. Like I, I caught you at the end. And you're just like, yeah, always in grill. Like, oh, it's like the grill manager. He's always there. I never, I never really saw you up front. Holy shit! Yeah, Pitte was Pitte was wild, and I think Canada Day was hilarious too. Oh, my God. We had a stacked crew though. Like, I was so lucky. Mine was me, Malika, <laughs> Melissa, Kenny, Blow, Jaren, and I think it was Nathaniel. Oh, yeah. Was it Canada Day? Canada Day late night. Yeah, that was us. Yeah. Dude, you fuck pit, pit day late night, man. I worked a pit day late night. You want to know how many fucking people we had on a pit day late night? How many? Three, Vikas. We had three people on a pit day late oh night. My, how did you survive that? Because a normal late night's already fucking crazy. Well, Vikas, see, the real, the real tragedy mm. with the way they staff McDonald's late nights is that they don't care. You'll get the stuff done eventually. <laughs> It's going to be pending for 400 seconds, but, it'll but you're going to get it done. It'll get done. You'll, you'll get it done. Even though you're going to like lose your hair working there and you're going to be like, oh, I'm already like losing my hair at 20, which literally happened to me. I like sat there, dude, straight, straight up, straight up. I like, I like, I'm balding. I remember I took off my crew hat one day and I was like, holy yeah. shit. And I was just like, no, that's why I stopped wearing my crew hat. Like I never did. Oh, I know, Vikas. I know. <laughs> yeah, you'd give me shit for it sometimes. Put your hat on! Like, nah, I'm not wearing it. I'm, I'm letting uh, it sit. Man. I'm on Brower. <laughs> Come on, dude. Go away. Watch out. Watch out for this five-foot, five-inch pull, pull on. Hold on. Let me pull the shift out. Oh, Vikas is supposed to be in cash? No, dude. Uh, there's someone calling sick. I'm on Brower. I switched shifts. <laughs> God, those were the fucking days, man. That that was good. McDonald's was a good run. <laughs> I enjoyed it overall. How do you feel like yeah. transitioning out after though? Like onto your new career? Well, I felt like, well, when I was, I went to school initially, I went to BCIT and I was working for the first semester of BCIT. I don't, did you, have you, did you go to BCIT? I did, yeah. Okay. So, you know, BCIT is like just, here you are. Here's your full-time job now, like eight, seven to eight to nine courses in a semester. And you're there from seven 30 to six o'clock at night. So the first semester I was working at McDonald's still, and it was just a really weird kind of, I better leave. I don't want to, but I want to keep going, but I don't want to leave because I like it, but I keep, so it was almost like I, I don't regret what I did at all, but in that moment, I feel like I could have easily, like if someone, like if they gave me a raise or if they like something, I feel like I could have easily just been like swayed into like a completely different life because I loved it so much. But yeah, school was, school was the right decision and I'm super happy where I'm at now. I'm actually going back to school, but that's a whole different thing. What about you, Vikas? I'm talking a whole, a whole lot here. That, that's the point of a podcast. You're the guest. You're supposed to talk the most. Nah, no. I want to hear you talk now. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Well, I guess for me, it was transitioning out was kind of like 
a necessity. I I loved it. Like, don't get me wrong. I think that was, like, one of my best jobs I I did. And I, I started killing it near the end, too. Like, anything I did, I'd be able to, like, execute perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then leaving it was a little hard because it was like, oh, my, but most of my friends were trying to just help. But, like, it was like a family, as weird as it was. It was, like, this really, no. really... It was, it was like it was everyone was super tight and like everyone would look out for each other like there would be shifts where like i would be exhausted because i worked late night and i have to work the next day and then it would be like it would either be you that look out for me or taylor mauer who looked out for me a lot because she would like call and she'd be like hey like i know you're late but i'm not gonna tell anyone just come in as fast as you can like, okay like, thank you so much or like a oh. customer would complain and then she'd cover me right but other managers would be like well, one manager would write me out, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, no, transitioning out was was interesting. I liked it because I got to go into two different types of careers. One was like sales and then marketing and then public speaking, which is great. And then podcasting, which is a lot of fun doing it for my other job. And then working at Chrysler was great as well. But like that experience I had, that that built me up a lot to who I am today. Both of my confidence, my management skills and everything I do. It was built up solely because of McDonald's and the people around me I had there. Moral of the story, everybody, go work at McDonald's no matter your age. Do it for a year, call it a day. I, I would actually say it's like it's such a great experience to go work there if you have the right crew. Yeah. I, I feel like I was pretty lucky throughout like the time I was there. If the, If I didn't like the management, like the second or first or store manager at the time, I was pretty happy with like the swing managers I'd work like I worked with and the staff was always great. And I feel like a lot of the stuff and I, and I hope, I hope it came across. Like I was always trying to be as happy and as like into it as I possibly could. Cause I just don't see why you'd go into a job and it would just be like, this is McDonald's. Yeah. This is this, like this yeah. means nothing. It's like, dude, you're here. You're getting paid. Just, do it the best you can. We're not asking to kill yourself, which I did. And I, there's some days where I regret working as hard as I did as bad as it sounds, but um, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, I, there's so many good things to get out of it. And I'm very happy that I did. But it's fair though, because you were that, you were one of those main managers that did bring up the crew spirit, like regardless of how crazy it was, and because again, we were all like teenagers at that time. So it's like, you need that. You need someone to actually like be that rock or be someone who'd actually lift you up. And you actually did a phenomenal job of doing that, which is crazy because I think you're actually responsible for a lot of my character building and how I got to where I am and people around. No, seriously, you played a large part uh, in how stop I Stop it! <laughs> no, it was great because when I got to manage um, in my previous job, I was managing 70 people, <clears throat> which was insane. And I was just like, holy, holy shit. It was, it was, it was nuts. Like it was corporate matching 70 people. I'm 21 now. So doing that 21, I was like, sweet, this is great. Although I did leave cause that job like literally burnt me out so badly. But I was like, I referred back. I was like, huh. I was like, my manager style is just like Torrens. I looked back at that, which was the reason why I was really successful as a manager after, because I understood how to build a crew because what I watched yeah. what you did. I'm speechless. No, seriously, you were you were a fucking awesome manager. You like you built up a lot of people in McDonald's. I don't, I don't think you realize that. Like the people you built up and who they are today is a large chunk because of you. That's a big and you know what? Like the work I do now, a big reason. Like I run I run a volunteer group for the job I'm at now, 
And the biggest thing, and it's funny that this kind of came up because today we're making this video and a question I was asked is like, what's your, like, what, what's your why? And it's like, why do you do what you do? Like, why do you enjoy what you do? And the thing that just naturally came out is like, I love to see people grow. Like the biggest thing, I, I feel like I could do any job as long as I can help somebody become better than they were the day before or help somebody gain a skill that they didn't have. Even if it's one thing, even if I, you know, I just like, I'm constantly like this, 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 and they learn one thing. Like that's just the world to me. I love seeing that, mm -hmm. which I think might've been a big reason why I like being a swing manager and I never went up to like first or second or I wonder, I'm that. sure, I'm sure at some point, well, because there's a lot of politics in the fact that, and Melissa K was a swing man or was a first or a second, I think she was at second. some point. Yeah. You didn't make as much money. The minute you got promoted to second assistant, you made less money straight up because your salary, up. right? Yeah, that's right. You get, you get like $15 an hour compared to $13 an hour, but you're working like 70 hours a week. So yeah there's a lot of shit though but yeah but it's it's a good way to build your character and it's a good way to do that and i always wondered why like why do you invest yourself so much in other people when it comes to work when it comes to that like you you really give your all like why is it so important you to see someone grow because i feel like if i go into especially in a management role if i come into a shift and I'm not giving my all or I'm not doing the best I could be doing. And I'm not reflecting that onto the job I'm doing at the time. The people I'm managing have no reason to match what I expect or what I want from them or what I know they can do. They have no reason to, if they can see that I'm doing my hundred percent and fuck, God forbid someone could do my job, which they could do my job better than I can. I feel like if I can show you that I'm doing a hundred percent of what I can do, that means you're more likely to do a hundred percent of what you can do. And if your hundred percent is my 150%, great, even better. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and I, and I've kind of taken that mentality, no matter what I was doing when I was managing, you know, 20 or 15 or 20 people at McDonald's went to school, like helping manage projects at school, um, I literally managed one person at a job between like now and now I have no one. I manage nobody, no. but I work in a team. Right. And I feel like my success in everything I do is not because I'm the best person for the job or I'm, you know, uh, straight A's or I have this, that, and the other. It's because no matter what I do, no matter where I am, and no matter how I feel, I'm always giving as much as I can. I'm not holding back. Yeah, I could. That's that's like that's really powerful. I could see how that yeah. like attests your success. And not many people have that. A lot of people have that really like selfish mentality where they're here for themselves and they're they want to do it their own. They want to shine their own. But when you really start to give it to people that you care about, well, you you learn to care about them because you're your team. Mm -hmm. You start to give more. And I, I love that point too because I think of it as like you're already spending a large chunk of your life with them, if not like a, a pretty good size chunk of your life working with them why not make it a, a pleasant experience and grow with them rather than trying yeah. to knock them down and just be like oh yeah here we go this is it like that's how life's gonna be you know 
And, and I feel like maybe either I could be more successful and a lot of people talk about, you know, being selfish sometimes is important. You need to be selfish. You need to take care of yourself and stuff like that. Yep. And I have a problem. I have a problem that a lot of the time I will go out of my way more than I should. Uh, that's, that's a character flaw of mine and I've been working on it, but there's just no reason in my head that you would ever need to not help where you can. And, and it just, it blow, it boggles my mind when I see somebody, like you said, like knock somebody down. And sometimes some of the stuff I say may come across as like, you know, just non-constructive feedback or me just being rude or whatever it is. But people that go out of their way to actually knock people down or, you know, I could, st if I step on his head, I'm going to get up there faster than he is. It just, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Why push somebody down to get up higher when you could help each other go up? I agree. I totally this got agree. real philosophical. This got real deep real fast. <laughs> what happened? Hey man, that's, that's how it goes. I think that's what I love about podcasting is that it can go in any direction you want. And some people love it. Some people don't, but at the end of the day, she's us having a conversation. That's what I care about. This is this is good. Yeah, but either way, it's just like I, I've seen it. Like I'm not sure if you had like, did you work a lot in the, in the corporate world? Corporate, no. Mm. Oh, hey Vic. Yeah, well, Vic was one of the people I worked with in. Uh, she was pretty high up in, in the corporate world I worked with at my previous job. Um, good to see you. So, yeah, like it, corporate's really cutthroat. Like you'll you'll never find someone trying to help you, and if you do, it's a fucking it's a gem. It's super super rare. Because that's the one thing I learned when I was working in corporate is that I'm never going back again because of how destructive it is and how conniving people are. It's like literally a perfect place for a psychopath or a sociopath to lay because all they do is they put on this front face, looks so nice, and they will set you up for defeat, set you up to take you down. And it's like what they would do is really interesting is you'd watch, you know upper management stress out the lower management the lower management didn't have enough skills as managers to buffer that stress and you know constructively give it to their team but instead they would compound that stress and then dive it on their on their younger members and absolutely yeah. mentally shred them so that they could just save their own back and you know i look at that it's just like it's constant cut down it's constant destruction and you watch that happen and i come from a place like my first job being McDonald's where it's like management would actually want to help you or like train you to get up there. And I look mm -hmm. at places like this. I'm like, how does this exist and why? Like, this is disgusting. Yeah. It, it's just so, and like, I've never worked in the corporate and I feel like that's why I work in not like I work at a nonprofit now. And it's very, just like everyone's, you can talk to anybody, my executive director, I could phone her right now and talk to her about a personal issue. Yeah. It's so relaxed and everyone's super happy. I, yeah, I, I feel like even from the little bit that I have had, not at McDonald's, but in like, I worked at a, um, a ecological restoration company for a summer job. So I sprayed weeds. I went to people, I went, I went to people's yards. I pulled shit. I built, you know, whatever it was. And I'd worked there for, two years. Mm -hmm. I did a summer, I did a summer, a summer stint. 
in my first year and then my second year of ECIT, I went back. So I went for summer and I just kept working for them. And then when I got this really great job opportunity and moved up to Williams Lake for the job I work at now, I told them, I said, Hey, I want to let you know that I'm planning on leaving. I applied for the job. I got accepted. It's in Williams Lake. And I could see a switch flip in this guy's, like in this guy's head, I could see him, me and him were talking like the interview that I had with this guy to come on initially, I brought him, I bought him a beer. Like we sat down and talked, everything was great. He'd invite us over after work. Like we parked the vehicles in front of his house. We had a beer, we talked, you know, it was super relaxed. The minute I told this guy that I could see just like something switched in the side and he was mad. Right. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, okay. Um, are you handing in your two weeks? And I said, yeah, I'm going to go home and I'm going to write it up. I just wanted to let you know that I'm doing that. Cause I feel like that's just the right thing to do. I don't need to give you two weeks notice. I could fuck off right now. I don't yep. need to do that. So I told him, I went, I wrote, I wrote it. I sent it to him. And then the new co- the new company, the, ISCBCs where I work at, um, said, Hey, um, the job you applied for is for a guy that just left us. And we were wondering if you can start early so he can train you before he leaves. So I'm like, okay, I'll ask my boss if I can leave before the two weeks notice is up. And I let them know. I phone them. I phone my shift manager. There's two people at this company. I phone my shift manager, not the owner. And I said, Hey, you do all the, you schedule everything. You tell me where to go. I talk to you most of the time. Can I leave four days early of my two weeks notice to move, to move to Williams Lake on a weekend? Yeah. The move to Williams Lake. And I, I've like, I could have been like, I need to leave a week early. I need to get like settled in. I need to find this. I need to do that. No, I said, I'm going to leave four days early. I'm going to leave on a Friday. I'm going to go up. I'm going to get everything ready on Saturday. I'm going to hang out on Sunday and then I'm going to start work on Monday. Yeah. And he's like, it shouldn't be a problem. The end of my very last day, he, the shift manager says, let's do an exit interview. And I said, okay. He opens up this exit interview and says, you know what? I feel like he did a really shitty job like quitting. And I'm like, Oh, really? And he's like, yeah, man, you shouldn't, you like, you shouldn't have given us two weeks notice if you weren't going to like give us two weeks notice. Hmm. And I'm like, well, I asked you if it was okay if I left early and you said, yeah. And he's like, well, Wade didn't think, uh, oops. Um, my, my, the owner didn't think it was a good, like, wasn't great. And I'm like, well, sorry. Damn. He's like, well, you know, pretty shitty. And then he phoned me and he said the same thing to me. And I'm like, okay, what a bad way to end terms. Like I worked for these guys for two years and I took on a bunch of private clients that didn't need to. And that was a big thing. He's like, dude, you just took on like a bunch of private client, like contracts uh, about six months ago. And now you're leaving us. Now we're all this shit, all this communication is going to get lost in the transition. Like it wasn't the right thing to do. And I'm like, okay, go work up there. William's like, everything's fine. Whatever. Didn't want to work for him again. Anyways, come down Christmas time. So like six months afterwards, and I went to school, I went to BCIT because I really loved my professors. I really loved, like, I loved everything about the school. Went down there and I saw my favorite professor in the hallway and he said, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, great, yeah. He's like, I heard you moved to Williams Lake. And I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, who told you? And he's like, the bot, like my, my old boss told him. 
And I'm like, oh, he's like, yeah, oh, he's like, so what happened? And I'm like, oh, you're fucking kidding me. Are you kidding me? This guy went to my school because he went to BCIT too. Mm-hmm. He, he knows all the same people I know. Yep. He went to BCIT and he shit talked me to all my professors behind my back. Wow. What, like what, why was that necessary? You're going to shit talk me behind my back because I asked if I could leave four days early to start a new job and hopefully a career. And he, my, my instructor, my favorite instructor said, I was explaining the situation to him. He's like, yeah, I didn't think like, I didn't think you do. Like, I didn't think you'd do anything bad like that. I'm like, yeah, man, I just, I didn't want to work there anymore. I found a great opportunity. I liked working. I liked working there. It just was time to move on. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh yeah. Yeah. So I went and talked to all my other professors and they said, oh yeah, we heard the same stuff. And I'm like, wow. He had to go out of his, he had to go out of his way. He was just that bitter yeah. about you leaving. Like, yeah. It, it just shows his true intent. Like he was hiding it the whole time. And the way that I want to connect this to corporate, <laughs> corporate world is just, I feel like people, there's so many people in this world and it was his business, right? It's small business. He shouldn't see me leaving to do better things as a slight to him. Everything I learned at the job has helped me in what I'm doing now and more. And I don't, I don't understand how people can see it as, Oh, he's like, he, like he's leaving. Like he must hate us or like he must not want the company to succeed or whatever it is like because when shit like that happened when like i trained someone i was so happy like it was a good like a good person left like hey like Haley, you remember Haley? yeah like when she went to her makeup Haley, Haley was great right like she was Haley left and i'm like and i'm like fuck Haley, like like yeah like we're so excited for you you're great like yeah i'm so excited for you to leave yeah well i'm not excited for you to leave but i'm so excited that you're moving on Exactly. You get to move on to something great, like way better than what it was before. Whew, that all just came out real fast. <laughs> That's fine. But yeah, no, like as you talked about that, moving on to something greater and then companies like that don't do that because with, with me, the same thing happened with me when I left my company, my previous one, which is still relatively fresh. It was, I spent two years there. I would work on an average of 100 hours a week. So I'd work 100 to 110 hours a week. Yes. Yes. So I know, and I did that for two years straight without having like a day off or a week or any vacations, nothing. So that for two years. And the thing was, is that it created really, really strong bonds with people that were there, but you had to learn And corporate's fucking crazy because you had to learn what circles you can trust and people would backstab and emotionally manipulate you on a consistent basis. So it was like a consistent game and it was really stressful because you had to be very careful about who you talked about, who you talked with, because you knew that somebody was always actively trying to get you. It it was a terrifying feeling and being, and being the youngest one there and everyone already having such a high level of social skills and experience and being there as like what my third job ever, I'm just sitting there like, okay, I have to really watch my back now. And then, you know, they would, and this is where McDonald's comes in handy was because I could get constructive criticism. I could get reamed out, but I'll be like, okay, I'm going to become better. These are the things I'm going to do. Go. And I'd, I'd go and do them. I'd go and execute them. Mm. And you learn to trust people. But with, with corporate, in that essence, when I was leaving, it was 
the people that really looked out for me were the ones that were actually super excited because like, oh yeah, like, what are you going to do? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go start my own podcast. It's going to be a little slow at the start, but I'm going to go do this. I'm going to start my own thing. I'm going to do what I want to do. Maybe work a couple side jobs. Like, oh sweet. Like we'll come support you. Like Vic in the chat, like she was, she was actually like one of the executives in the previous company. Like she actually helped me out. Hey, a lot. Right. And then she actually would like send me jobs. She's like, dude, go try out this job. Like people would actually like look out for you as opposed to other people when I was leaving you would see in certain chats, like they would be like backstabbing you. Oh, they're doing this or doing this or doing this. And they try and tear you down because it's like, Oh, you're betraying the company. And they yeah. go and they try and go to people and like, like your, like your previous boss did switch that around of who you were and try and destroy that. Despite that you spent two years there working like a hundred hours a week, getting absolutely annihilated for nothing. Yeah. And if you, there's like, people can do that to you all they want. Right. As long as you're like, you have integrity in who you are and like you are who you are, I feel it doesn't matter. Like, people see through the bullshit. And that's my, it. My, 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 all my instructors saw through it. Yep. And I, I'm more just mad that he could do that after I put in the work for him. I didn't have to do all the shit I did for him. I didn't have to do half the shit I did for him. And I want to go pay the exact same. Yep. I wanted him to succeed because I wanted the company to succeed and it was right. I didn't, it's not like I, it's not like I took all their money and you know, ran away. Fucked, up, fucked them off after I, they wouldn't get any money anymore. Like yep. I was. Yeah. You were there supporting them, but I think it's also, it's just, if you look at it, it's such a valuable lesson that you could take because people like us, like you and I, we're very people oriented. We're very like service-based individuals, mm-hmm. right? We can be autonomous when we want to be for ourselves, but we tend to put people in front of us, which is who we are, right? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's what we do. We're autonomous, but we're very social. And when it comes to people that who attack us like that or hurts like that, that's when it hurts the most. Cause it's like, Hey dude, I would have given you even more, but it's yeah. just like, why can't you be happy for my success? Why can't you want me to grow more and succeed? Which I know, I guess as, as people pleasers that we are, if we look at it, we could say, this teaches me to be more autonomous and do who I am and what I want to be. Yeah. And I, I, that's a big lesson I took out of it is like, I need to, that in itself made me think I need to be me. Like I need to do me more favors. Yep. I need to look out for myself because if that keeps happening to me, because I'm going out of my way to help out, like, and I would never let that j- like make me jaded. I'm already mm-hmm. jaded, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah, exactly what you said, Nikos. You say it perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> not not to a point where you just start to affect people, but I think it's also a cool part that I've learned in that as well, and that similar experience is that when you start to pick the people you do the favors for, and not for everybody, the people that you do the favors for start to appreciate it even more, because they can they can understand that you are a busy individual, but you're actually taking time yeah. for them as opposed to someone who helps out everyone, which is still a great deed. It's just not, it doesn't carry that weight because people are like, Oh, you do it for everyone. It's a different. Yeah, he, he, yeah. There's no difference there, but yeah, this is, this has been a, this has been a good talk. So what's, what's next, what's next for Torin in the next coming years or a few months? Well, I've actually moved, I've moved down back to the lower mainland um from williams lake i was up there for two years and uh, i'm living in living in my mom's house in maple ridge i'm going to go back to school to bcit to get my bachelor's degree in ecological restoration 
hopefully at least school's ha still happening in September. Who knows? But that's the plan right now. And after that, who knows? I didn't think I was going to be where I was now when I went into my diploma. So no point planning too far ahead. Stuff just falls into my lap. Hey, if it works out, it works out, man. That's the beautiful part about it. Every, everything works out for me because no matter how shitty stuff gets, no matter how in the dark I think I am, everything works out. Hey, that's the beautiful thing about your attitude. And that's the reason why it works out because you have that attitude, dude. Yeah, that helps you pull through it. Just, keep, <laughs> just take any opportunity you can. Literally. Whatever. I'll end on one story though. Is when I did work that late night, and this was that same late night when Robbie broke down because he was just getting fucking grilled. Is when that manager Candace would, <laughs> <laughs> when stuff was going down, Roosters closed, and Roosters is a country bar. For those of you who don't know, it's just it's so grimy, it's so grimy. A bunch of like teenagers packed in a vehicle, like this giant truck. People were in the bed of the truck and inside, came up to drive through. <laughs> And they're like trying to order food, and Candace was at the end of like her patience, and she's like telling them like leave, like go away, like I'm not serving you. Da, 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 da. And then they pull up to the window, this giant truck, and they see Candace. And Candace is a nice woman; she's kind, she's compassionate, but uh, absolutely a little, a little on the heavier side. Huh. It's a little astute. Bit. Yes. <laughs> like, like nice way to say it. Like grill side B had to be pushed over on grill side A. To oh make a God! Stop! <laughs> but, <laughs> but pretty much what happened was is they started calling her names, a lot of names, and they went back to the front and started calling her names. We all had headsets on. I wish I was being mature about it, but I was sitting there in the back room, like crying because i was laughing so hard because they were actually saying some good names it was actually impressive robbie was calming down because he was listening to it. we're both dying she gets whiff of it she hears it and she's like fuck this i'm going after them we're like hey no you're outnumbered what are you doing don't do this and so they get a dumpster they get the dumpsters and they block both the drive-thrus <laughs> she chases them into the parking lot and the parking lot's empty and they start doing donuts in the parking lot in the truck and they're calling her all these like profanities all these curse words and she's like trying to chase out them, like, hey fuck you guys i'm gonna get your names blah, 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 blah. and she calls 911. <laughs> and then i'm on the phone the i cops. was verbally assaulted she hands over the phone to me she's like i'm going after them i'm like uh don't do it oh no and me and robbie are just sitting there like he makes me a junior chicken we're sitting there talking to cops they're like yeah it's just like an emergency i was like they're doing donuts and they're swearing at her and they're like oh is she in danger i'm like no she's not and they're like oh, okay we'll send someone over when we can they never sent anybody. No, yeah, I never did. <laughs> never sent anyone. So like, it's just the end result was they take off, they leave, and then there's these two giant dumpsters. I'm just sitting there watching the cameras in the manager's office, watching Candace trying to push them. <laughs> the most activity she's done in a while was watching her trying to push these fucking dumpsters out of the drive-through back to where they were, and she comes back inside absolutely gassed. Like she walks to the manager's office, she's like. <sighs> Okay. Sits down in the chair and starts. I'm taking a break. <laughs> just sits in the chair like the chair almost breaks. It's just like, holy shit. That, that was the last late night I ever worked, but I think that was at least two to three weeks before I quit. And that's when I realized, like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Like, this this is it. This is game. <laughs> oh, good good one to end on there, because. That was. Oh, my God. 
you know what? I'll, I'll call it there. I'll call it there. This is this yeah, has been good, good though, that's man. Good, that's a good end. That's, yeah. that's a good way to call it. But dude, thanks for hopping on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. I know we had a few issues at the start, which is why more people didn't show up. But hey, it was. Oh, Nathaniel just showed up as we're leaving. Nate Dog, what's up? What is good, dude? You caught us. This is catch for six point five hours. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> you just missed our Candace story. Where were you, dude? You missed the whole fucking podcast, man. You missed it with Eric Torn and I just talking shit the whole time. We got philosophical at the end. Bro, yeah. you missed it. By the way, if you want, you can subscribe because Twitch Prime. You get that free sub. Get this boy free money, dude. <laughs> it's free money for me, and you get access for other shit in the future. Yeah, dude, and you get to watch me talk shit about McDonald's. Torn, would you want to come back for part two? Oh, dude, absolutely. All right, fuck it. We'll have, we'll have Torn back for part two. Oh, yeah. Dude, Nathaniel, do you want to come back on this? Do you want to come back on this and yeah, feature? Um... Bro, we'll, we'll feature Nathaniel and Torn on a stream. That'll be fucking hilarious for you guys on a podcast. I'm into it, Nathaniel. I hope you're into it. Nathaniel, you into it. Also, Nathaniel, you got you got to watch the whole thing to figure out the one nasty thing I did. <laughs> we talked about the most raunchy thing you could have possibly done in McDonald's, and yeah. Torrance was fucking. I topped it, dude. I topped it. It, it was pretty there. It, it it got me, bro. It got me. Of course, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so yeah. yeah you can hit the sub button dude you could you could help out the stream the podcast and we'll kick that shit off but yeah dude we'll hit you up um and fuck we'll get it rolling but Torin, thank you for coming on man this is a lot of fun we'll we'll set up for part two in a couple of weeks or so maybe i'll, I'll hit you guys Absolutely. up and we'll see yeah. if we can get nathaniel on and dude we'll, we'll fucking get to it but hey yeah, buddy man. thanks again and uh any yeah. final words before we go uh new to your dogs straight up <laughs> we'll save that for part two. All right. We'll save that All for right, part see two. you later. <laughs> All right, see you tomorrow. Yeah. Bye bye.